Welcome to the realm of heroes and monsters. Story time with your host, A.P. Fuchs. Stories of intrigue, stories of horror, stories of superheroics, stories of monsters. Get ready, the thrill ride begins. Hi everybody, welcome back. Here we are at another episode of the realm of heroes and monsters. Story time with your host, me, A.P. Fuchs. So let's get right into it. I wanted to talk about, because you know in the beginning of the show, right, we always talk like a pop culture type thing. We either talk about monsters or we talk about superheroes. And then we do a little bit of creative talk, of course, and then a story time. So, but we haven't um, ever addressed sort of any issues uh, in that realm uh, on this podcast yet. And so I'm going to address an issue and I'm going to put some disclaimers first, okay, so that there's no misunderstandings, there's no tension between you and I, there's no nothing, right? All right, so we're going to go into this as adults, and here we are. So, one, the following is opinion, which then kind of contradicts the next part of the disclaimer, um, because an opinion, of course, is just one person's ideas on whatever subject. So... One, though it is opinion, but at the same time, I'm going to explain how I got to this opinion, which you could maybe go slash conclusion. So, one was, I took a look at the issue, and I just took a step back as best as I could, and tried to look at it as objectively, and as logically, and as call a spade a spade way as possible as possible. I try to take any attachment, any emotion, any other biases out of the equation and just look at it purely for what it is because that's how we get facts on various things, right? We look at it purely objectively. We don't uh, intertwine our own ideals into it. So that said, okay, we're going to talk really, uh, try to keep it as brief as I can, but here we go. Fan art, right? What do we do? Fan, or in fan fiction can fall into this category, but we'll address fan art specifically, which runs rampant at comic conventions. You go to Artist Alley, and a lot of the artist tables have uh, people selling prints of characters like Superman or Spider-Man or Ghost Rider or pick whoever um, of characters that they did not create. They're popular characters, you know, Super Mario, another example. Uh, popular characters uh, created by other companies and they're making prints and they're selling these prints to the consumer all right so is this a good idea is this allowed is this right is this wrong that's the question and that's been a huge debate uh, in the sort of the con uh, community you know in those of us who, who do table at conventions what our thoughts are on the subject and so there's two sides to this thought number one right it's 100% free advertising. So in the case of, let's say, DC and Marvel, you know, the big guns, characters that the majority of us know, um, it's free advertising for them, right? And so Joe Smith goes ahead and draws a Spider-Man, makes a print, and he then furthers the Spider-Man brand by selling this print to whoever. Right, so from that side of things, it's, it's free advertising for the company. And then the money that 
Joe Smith makes off the prints as kind of his kickback for advertising the character and further making Spider-Man even popular and bigger than he already is. And we all know Spider-Man's huge right now. So, so there's that sort of angle to look at it. Why? And maybe these companies look at it that way. They say they don't mind Joe Smith making 20 bucks off this print, you know, because, hey, Joe advertised for us. We'll, we'll let him have uh, a few bucks to say thank you. So there's, there's that. And then, but then this is the other side of it, right? Where, like, you're taking an idea. It does not belong to you. And it seems that you're utilizing a medium where fandom can be monetized in, in a way that you can't do in, a, in any other art form. For example, if I wrote a fan fiction of Superman and I published it and I charged you money for that book and Warner Brothers and DC found out, guess who's going to court and getting in a lot of trouble for copyright infringement, never mind damages and missed royalties and profits, etc. So, like, I'm, I'd be in huge trouble if that ever occurred. However, if I went to a convention with a picture of Superman that I drew and sold it to you, it's kind of almost like a non-issue with these companies. Um, part of it, I think, is damage control. They, they would is just to get every artist to, that they do this uh, um, to tell them to stop. I don't think that's possible. You, you'll never locate everybody. It's, you can't. And to do just time and resources and the money involved to do that would be horrendous. They'd have to do some sort of blanket legal statement stating don't do this or you're going to get a fine or some sort of something. But anyway, um, so, but what, but it is though, is though it is copyright infringement, you know, doing that. Like if you're doing fan art and you draw a picture of Batman for your own amusement and it's in your sketchbook or something, drawing table and you want to put up in your house frame to go right ahead, right? You're not charging anything. So you want to make prints of it and just give away these prints at conventions. This is my Batman interpretation. Well, well, sure, but when you start putting a price tag on it, that's where the issue is. And you're making money off someone else's idea. And so I ask the question to any creator out there, whether you're an artist or a writer, um, if you found out someone, like say an artist, they took a, a, your character from your comic started making prints of him or her, and then started making money off it without giving you anything, how would you feel? Likewise, writers, what if someone took a scene from your book, an important scene, even a key scene, even a pivoting scene that would give away a strong plot point, and they made a print of it, and then started selling all sorts of uh, prints to people uh, and then you don't see a dime and they took that idea from your book and if you really want to boil it down you know let's just say um, what is it called when you take something that doesn't belong to you I'll leave it there I'll let you guys think about it there. Anyway, on the creative front, back to the creative stuff. Um, we're focusing on superheroes right now. 
that's our main thing in terms of creativity. Uh, Writing-wise, we're doing Axiom books right now. Um, we, uh, we had uh, Zontropolis, that was the last monster book. Uh, and now we're gonna switch gears and yeah, like I said, I'm doing the Axiom thing right now. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, it's, it's enjoyable. And after the Axiom storyline, uh, like the one that I'm working on is done, the three-parter, um, then we get, I'm going to do another monster book. I'm really thinking about doing a sequel to Zombie Fight Night, Fight Night, but I'm thinking we should do Werewolves. We think of Werewolf Fight Night. Hmm. Anyway, that's kind of what's going on creatively with me is just immersing into the writing and just right now we're in production mode in that context. We're just creating, 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 creating. All the other stuff that goes around with um, bringing the story to you, um, that's uh, after the fact. Right now, create, 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 create. So that's what we're doing. Anyway, you know what? We're coming up on nine minutes here. You've heard me ramble on enough. So why don't you look into a story about an old man and a younger guy, and it's called, It's Getting to Be That Time. Episode 17, Getting to Be That Time. Do you think they'll show, Roger said. They're bound to, Mr. Withers replied. The two sat on Mr. Withers' porch, each on old rocking chairs. The chairs, Roger assumed, were probably as old as Mr. Withers himself. What Mr. Withers' first name was, Roger didn't know. The old man was 42 years his senior, and he thought it'd be polite to ask. And he thought, for the past four years, the same thing. Roger took a sip of his Corona. He looked out onto the lawn in front of the property. The green grass had been steadily turning gray the more the sun went down behind the overcast above them. Why do we have to wait for them again? Roger asked. Why can't we just... Part of procedure, the old man replied. And you ask that every time. Every time for the past four years, Roger thought. The clouds eventually began to break. The sun peeked over the horizon. The gray grass took on a shade of orange in places, still gray in others. Sunset was a strange out here on Ferry Road, about 50 miles from the city. Mr. Withers's house was the only old farmhouse left standing on the street. The others had rotted away over time. The nearest neighbors were so far down ferry they were out of eyeshot. Roger stood when he thought he saw a glint of light way down the road. I think that's them. He got up from the chair and went down the porch steps and out onto the front of the property. The sun was a mere sliver on the horizon. The moon was somewhere behind one of the few remaining clouds overhead. In the distance, the glint of light grew bigger a sparkling diamond against the dark of the road. Soon, the diamond would split into two as each headlight grew more visible. The sun finally dipped below the horizon. The bread of the moon glowed behind a cloud, one that reminded Roger of the shape of a paw. Fitting. The diamonds broke as predicted and soon two of them drew nearer to the property. Roger was about to turn to tell Mr. Withers, but the old man was already beside him. 
quick. It was getting to be that time. As the car drew near, Roger's ears picked up the cracking of bone and the tearing of cloth. He glanced over at old man. Mr. Withers was bent over at the waist, his shoulder blades twisting and snapping as the bones inside realigned themselves. His silver hair grew out past his shoulders, and his cheeks sprouted thick mats of fur. The old man's face cracked as his nose disjointed and his jaw jut out near double its length. Roger's body locked up as the change came upon him, too. The moon above shone full and bright, and Roger's hands gripped and clawed at the air while his fingers popped as knuckles burst to accommodate their new formation. His knees snapped as the surrounding muscles grew and repositioned themselves. His jeans tore, as did his t-shirt. Each thick hair growing from his normally clean-shaven face pricked like pins through his skin. Every. Single. One. He growled at their onslaught, his gums bleeding as his teeth elongated into fangs. His cheekbones cracked and a blast of hot pain overtook him for a moment. He swooned. The pain passed. Those diamonds down the road were spotlights now. Somewhere in the back of the black van coming down Ferry Road was dinner. The runaways and the homeless. They could always count on the delivery man. Roger and Mr. Withers howled at the moon, stomachs growling. Together, they tore off down the road, running on all fours. It was getting to be that time. Thanks for sticking around to the very, very end. And you just heard a story about werewolves. So let's talk about werewolves really quick. And that is, there is such a thing called werewolfism. It's a real thing. It's, um, it's, it's a disease where there's excess body hair everywhere, like everywhere where you and I would normally have skin showing and that's it. Uh, there's hair there for people with uh, werewolfism all over the hands, all over the, the face, like where basically all there is is eyes and a mouth and maybe a little tip of the nose, you know. Um, yeah, completely covered. I think uh, I'm going to stand up for for folks with this uh, genetic uh, difference. And that is simply saying, calling it werewolfism, that's kind of derogatory medical community. Maybe try to come up with something else. You know, calling someone a werewolf because of that. I mean, if they think it's cool and they think it's cool to them, then that's cool with them and then that's fine. But in general, worldism, eh, it's a little bit derogatory. So maybe there's something else you can choose. So anyway, that's my little tidbit for after the show. Thanks for tuning in. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. 
Um, it really helps the channel out. It helps the podcast out. And likewise, you know, comment, subscribe, like, share, etc. You know the drill. And we'll see you next episode, and we'll talk something new. We're going to talk some uh, Mimus Mr. Monsters. Maybe we'll talk some superheroes. And then we'll get some creative stuff. And, of course, we'll do some stories. So we're doing that. Oh, and an announcement. But maybe next time. We'll see. Okay. Next time. Bye.